Oh boy, you mother truckers, I bet you thought you were finished with me, weren't you? Oh, but I'm back, it's me, the old Canada C, to the H, to the A, to the R, to the L, to the I, to the E. How you doing, Canada? Charlie in the house. We're back here with another episode of Fight Boys, except we're from the north, bitch. So, I'm happy that uh, Canada Charlie appeared. It was as if I cast a we need a cold open magic spell. <laughs> and Canada Charlie was just like, what did you call for me, homeboy? Let's go now, motherfucker. You know Woo! it. Uh, you can only use that like once or twice, though. So, you better keep that other one in the pouch. You know what I'm saying, boyo? It's like a Mr. Me Six box, except it's Canada Charlie. <laughs> and now I die. Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm your host, as always, joined by my tag team partner in crime. He is the plannest man on the planet. It is he, the B, Blake Tanner. Did you even introduce your name? Hi, Craig. <laughs> Craig Robinson here. Check out my new show, Ghosted on Fox. <laughs> oh, Guys, God, it's been a week. It's, yeah, well, we are firmly in JWF pay-per-view week, which we have realized immediately puts a curse on everything in my life, which is why this episode is having to go out late, because my house lost internet, because hornets got into my internet. But that's a story for a load of BS Right now we I'm are very interested firmly... in this story. <laughs> yeah, but we are. F- so if you guys want to check that out, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel or go find a load of BS on iTunes. Anyways, we're t- it's time for Wrestle Talk. Uh, we should say that since we had to push um, our normal recording schedule back, Dylan is not here tonight. Sadly, he is at work. Yes, but we do have all of his predictions at the ready for uh, for the prediction series. Which, by the way, should we should this be a end of the prediction series? Should we have like we're gonna keep it going? But is this a marker for who wins, who loses, who gets to pick a forfeit? Oh God, this is so terrifying because like Dylan is so easily the winner, but yeah. now you and I are vying for like not last place. No, and me, it could very me and easy... you are vying for not the one who has to do the embarrassing. Thing. <laughs> um, and like this could very easily tip the scales. Yes, one hundred percent. But we'll get to that in the predictions, and then we'll. Yeah, I think we'll we'll probably have like a chat behind the scenes about that. But oh, fuck um, off. I, I finally. I finally had some time about, like, being able to watch wrestling this week, and I just gotta say, damn, Impact is garbage. Like, (laughs) 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 I know. (laughs) I thought you were like, oh man, I finally got to watch Raw. It was actually a pretty good episode, because it was. And SmackDown, SmackDown ended pretty well. It was was pretty fucking killer. Nope, fuck Impact. That's where we're at. fucking Impact. Because, uh, well... I was just sitting there, and my dad was just like, well, son, you want to watch Impact? And I'm like, all right, dad, let's sit down, have us a nice father-son moment about watching this shitty show. And there was a moment where they were really trying, I I think they were trying to channel the hit Rowdy Roddy Piper film, They Live, which has like this it has this awesome, like, seven minute, like, an insanely long fight scene between uh, Ra- Roddy Piper and, oh, God, who is it? I can't remember. I can't remember the actor's name, but he's a very a fantastic actor. And they have, like, this excessively long fight scene. But it's done well, so you kind of, you can handle it. I thought I thought you were going to say for a minute, yeah, in They Live, there was this epic seven minutes, and the rest of the movie was garbage. No, I, dude, I fucking <laughs> love They Live. No, it would have been worse if I was just like, they were channeling They Live when it was revealed that Alberto Del Rio was a lizard person the whole time, and like, Grado came out and put on some aviators and was no. just like, I see the truth now. Let's do this. <laughs> So wait, we—they've basically—it's confirmed now that uh, Del Rio and Paige is split, right? 
Yes, and it makes me so... Like, last... I feel like the rumor mill, Blake Tanner, because last <laughs> week, it, we we speculated, and then it happened. Can we just, like, make other things that we want to happen come into existence? Like, oh, dude, you know what I'd love uh-huh. if, like... What if, like, James Ellsworth got released? Wouldn't that be fantastic? No. Let's just speculate on that, and then we'll see if it happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Blake, me... I just checked my phone! <laughs> You'll never believe... Oh, that's uh, a that's a sad segue. A no, sad way. Well, no, no, no. I I still need to talk about they impact the just because they <laughs> they had a two segment backstage fight because you know like usually they'll have like a backstage fight happen in a huge like assault end move and they'll be like and then raw rolls on or whatever yeah and then when you come back they're in a different segment. Well, we had it recorded, so my dad's fast-forwarding through commercials, and I just looked over at him, and I'm like, hey, I bet this shit's still going on when we get back. He's like, no way. We turn it back. It's Alberto Del Rio versus Johnny Impact, which is still my favorite gimmick name of all time, Johnny Impact. It's wonderful. And it just was full of all of these little gems of, why the fuck is this happening? Uh, firstly, it ended in, you know, like the, uh, I think they did it, John Cena under, or John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, they always have like these big backstage fights with the pull-aparts that are really epic, they tried to do that, but since you don't have these large, imposing men like Lesnar, Cena, Taker, you just had fucking some dude who's good at parkour, and, (laughs) and, and a woman abuser. And so I was just sitting there like, oh. what the f- uh, A legend. Uh, and so I was just sitting there like, this does not have the gravitas it needed. So that was one good moment. At one point, Alberto finally like is just like, fuck it, I just want to get rid of Johnny. So he tosses Johnny and he starts to run away. And you think, well, Alberto is clearly going to go for a door. Alberto maybe is going for, maybe to get into the arena or something to find security. Now, Alberto climbs a fucking ladder and just gets on a random, like, indoor bathroom. It was referred to by Josh Matthews as some sort of bathroom structure. It was Uh, just... Okay, now, I'm used to people referring to things as structures, but not quite a bathroom structure. Yeah, Hey, look, there's a toilet under that. Yeah, it's just like a shitty metal, like a little metal building inside this giant warehouse. Is it like a porta potty where if you fell through, you just fell through into this soup of shit? No, but I wish it was much larger than that. You just see Alberto, like, tumble through and just like, oh, oh, God, oh, Ah, no! Uh, (laughs) And and so, it's already ridiculous because Alberto has climbed onto essentially what is a shed within a shed. (laughs) Uh, He's climbed onto it, and so now I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, so are they going to do something like, maybe Johnny's going to climb up there, and then Alberto tosses him off of it, and it's going to be something cool like that? No, 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 no. Instead, they just decided, hey, this is a good opportunity to show off the fact that we have a guy who does parkour. Because all it is is, like, Johnny's like, Oh, I'm, I'm gonna get you, Birdo. And he walks... That was the exact quote. And then he I'm walks you, over... Birdo. We'll get you. And then he walks over, and then Alberto kicks the ladder onto the ground. So now you're like, Uh-oh, Johnny's got no way of getting up there. Oh, but I know parkour, big man. And then he, like, jumps onto a Pepsi machine, climbs up, and then, I can't remember how Alberto got down, but Alberto got down somehow. So now they've switched spots, so now Johnny is up there, Alberto's on the ground. Hold and on. you're like, oh, oh, there's gonna be a cool move where Johnny runs and jumps, and it's this amazing crossbody down on Alberto. And it would have been cool if it was just Alberto. And you know what, I'll say it would have been cool if it wasn't just Alberto and the five security guards who lined up around Alberto. Okay. But then once it became roughly 20 security guards in Alberto, and then Johnny runs through the air, jumps off, and doesn't even hit Alberto. He just flies into the middle of this mass of humanity, and it just crumbles like bowling pins, and Alberto's one of the people, like, on the outside, so it barely even affected him. So, John- I was about to 
um, just interrupt, which I did, I know, and yeah. just uh, tell you that it's probably not great to completely and utterly um, be, you know, synopsize um, the entirety of Impact because people have already seen it. But then I realized our viewership is probably twice that of Impact, so please continue. <laughs> well, what's bad is the fact our that Our viewership, is... by the way, this is a podcast. Yeah, this is not even... Well, we do have YouTube. Uh, but this is not even all of Impact. This is five minutes. And uh, that Johnny Curtis missing Alberto thing, yeah, that happened a lot, except not on purpose. So, like, Johnny went for, like, a flying knee into Alberto's head, and you just saw his knee go right next to Alberto's head as he slaps his leg. And I'm like, man, you know you missed we all know you missed but my favorite moment of the entire thing was there was a moment where Al- i can't remember alberta went into like a mint yeah he went into the bathroom structure as uh it, it wasn't caleb it wasn't caleb Connolly. it was some other wrestler was coming out and so, out of anger, or, like, to try to get out of the way, he pushes him in front of Johnny. So now Johnny and this other dude are fighting, like, for no apparent reason. And you think, like, oh, cool, there's going to be a team-up where Alberto and this guy beat down Johnny. End of segment. No. Instead of that, Johnny fights that guy for a while, gets out of it, and then all of a sudden, Caleb Connolly comes in for no reason. And oh, they start he starts fighting the dude who took on out Al- or took on Johnny. Alberto starts fighting Caleb. Johnny's now fighting other guy. And I'm like, is this just about to become a brawl? No. Then they split off and just go into their own rivalries. And you just don't hear from Caleb and the other guy for the rest of it. They were just like, we're just going to throw this in. And my dad came up with the reason why, and I think it was a brilliant fucking reason why. It was because, for the live audience, you could then show Caleb fighting the other dude in an actual wrestling match while they had to keep dealing with Birdo and fucking Johnny Impact's bullshit. Jesus. I just looked at my clock. I just spent eight minutes or so breaking down this horrible segment. Yes, please, let it end. It just shocked me so much that I was like, this is a real thing that they put out. Well, I think that, that being said, it's a very important thing to note that Bubba Ray, what he says on Twitter regularly, is right. It's not usually the talent's fault, except for Alberto. Fuck Alberto. Everyone well, uh, else, you're cool. Well, firstly, fuck uh, you, just Alberto. One, <laughs> firstly, one last thing about Impact. At one point, they did just stop showing live footage and went back to Impact from like ten years ago and just started showing that. And I was like, "What the fuck? Did they oh, run they, out? They Are they just that. done?" Yeah, so they that, do that. But back to Alberto. Um, last week we talked about his uh, private dressing room. Yeah, and we were just like, hopefully Alberto's just working everybody is like i don't actually have one this is just me bullshitting oh i didn't think he was no he does and he's the only one that does like it like apparently it is in his contract that he requires a private dressing room this is at the the epitome of a lol tna moment yeah um uh, this is like yeah. giving something like this to a person who is so horrid. Yeah, just well, baffles uh, me, it's... and it's a perfect TNA move because they did this shit for people like Hulk Hogan, who is Hulk-a-ca-ca-hogan. one of the best, the greatest, probably um, remembered wrestler. Also racist as shit, but you know. I was going to say, was that Hulk spelled with three Ks? Because that was a Hulk KKK. Hulk but, yeah, apparently, like, the rest of everyone else has, like, one locker room. But Albert, I-, I think it's because Alberto, before the paid shit, was actually... Firstly, I want to say, I've never been on the Alberto Del Rio train. I oh, have you always... haven't. And I-, I can corroborate that, and I'm sorry that I wasn't always with you. Yeah, I have always been dumbfounded by why he is at the top. He has always been to me just like a glorified Ted DiBiase ripoff, and I've never liked Alberto Del Rio at all. That being said, 
I can appreciate that when he left the company, he was a multi-time world champion and would have been an absolutely huge get wherever he went. Um, and so, therefore, to I guess TNA was just like, we'll give you whatever you want. And he was like, I want my own locker room. Which, by the way, a lot of what I've read about why, like, the boys don't like John Cena or why the boys don't like The Rock is the fact that The Rock and John Cena don't change in the dressing room with the boys. So, uh, yeah, Alberto, you're not The Rock. You're not John Cena. Hang out with the boys. Just hang I, out with the boys. That being said, I completely understand why this man has been threatened with being shot before. Yes, 100%. Now, going back to, like, that's just not how you behave. Like, at least be around the boys a little bit. I'd understand if, like, multiple people there have, like, trailers, which... It was uh, Keith David, by the way, in that fight scene in They Live. Oh, thank you. That's a, uh, Keith Thank you for talking about people much better than Alberto. But in all likelihood, there's probably... Actually, there may be some people, in T, a lot of people in TNA who have their own dressing rooms. But still, like, that's just not something you do, my dude. Um, no. Please, I am so done talking about TNA right now. Can we move on to something that actually happened that was good this week? Oh, no, no, no. This is what I was going to say. This is your, uh, this is the anti-Alberto move that was brought out. So we, I just needed to bring up how much of a shitbag Alberto is to talk about why The Undertaker is one of the most respected and loved men in the business. You spent over half of our first segment setting up (laughs) for the second half of our segment. (laughs) Well... Well, that's because I don't have, like, a full story on this. I just have a tweet. So the guy who directed the Flair 30 for 30 special came out, and he was just kind of talking about all the people he worked with. Which was very good, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was talking about working with The Undertaker. And his exact quote is, Undertaker, The Undertaker, 25-plus year veteran of the business, biggest name in the entire company, a man who can make an entire arena of grown men cry by taking off his clothes. Undertaker brewed coffee and had snacks for my entire crew. One of the nicest people I've ever interviewed. Hashtag nature boy. The fucking dead man was pro- was sitting there with a Keurig, like, would you like oh, cream with this? No, or? no. Oh, there is no way Undertaker would ever use a Keurig. He would drip that shit. <laughs> he has, like, a French press. I really mm-hmm. like the idea of, like, coffee bean taker, where he's like, welcome to the Starbucks. What can I get you today? I would I love have... if Undertaker was the biggest coffee snob. You you have no idea how amazing that would be for me. Uh, well, not only that. Do you want light roast or dark roast? I don't do medium roast. You either go heavy or you go light. Brother. Uh, Brother. And well, then that would lead to the WrestleMania blow-off match against Cesaro for who's better at coffee shit. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know who would win. Oh, my God. I would love... He's also very good at Latte Fomar and, and Tall Little Tombstones. Here you are. This is this, here's, Then he's got one It's like, I made this one especially for you. It's a picture of Kane, and he hands it to somebody who picks it up, and it's actually Kane. He looks oh. up, looks down. Thanks. I Thanks, Mark. You're Thanks, welcome. Mark. Uh, <laughs> I really Good love Good luck in your race, Glenn. I love Barista Taker so, barista taker so much. Barista Taker. Oh. I've got a venti white mocha frappuccino for Greg. Greg. <laughs> oh, Greg. And then finally some dude just comes up and is just like, yeah, I'm Greg. Give me my fucking coffee. And just like grabs it. And then he's just like, he grabs it. And then somehow Taker's hand is so massive that he manages to hold on to the guy's hand as he tries to walk away, pulls him back and just choke slams him through the uh, <laughs> container, container of all like the sweet breads and stuff. That's what you get. He asked for cream. (laughs) 
Uh, you, when you get my coffee, you will roast in it. peace. <laughs> roast in peace? <laughs> oh my, I know we don't do like parody shirts on the fucking Fight Boy store, but we are now because Roast in Peace is going to be a shirt with like the Starbucks logo, except it's got Taker's face on it. God, I love love this so much. Yes. Mm. Oh my god. I mean, (laughs) damn, we had a, we honestly had more to talk about, but son of a bitch, Baristaker is, he's just a godsend. I love him. Thank god for Barista Taker. Uh, Can we move on to current events? Because I think we should talk about the fifth man. The fifth man, which, oh, well, I mean, that's right. Last week, uh, the fifth man for SmackDown was uh, announced in the form of John Cena. Oh, John Cena. John Cena. Would you like a John Cena? John Cena. John Cena. We have tapped a well, just a well of content in the form of Barista Taker. Um, no, I was, I was in all honesty going to wait until, uh, wait until predictions to talk about Fifth Man, but yeah, we can. It was honestly, I think Vince was backstage and when everyone had that boo reaction to Jason, he was just like, well, fuck it. What can we do now? Hunter and the- Hunter. Oh no no! This is this was during the European tour, and Vince is having this moment. He's been he's been going over this all week. He's like, "What am I gonna do? I just I don't know." And then all of a sudden, that Shield match happens, where yeah. Trips is part of the Shield for no reason. And he comes yeah. back into Gorilla. Vince looks up. He looks down. He looks up. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Hey, Paul, come here. I need to talk with you. Also, talking about the European tour, can we just say there has never been, like, a more appropriate send-off for a superstar than James Ellsworth got? Emma had a pretty good one. Emma had a pretty good one getting her ass beat by Asuka so bad that she had to leave the company. Kayfabe. I'm not fucking... I'm not going full whatever that asshole's name was on this. but like. I forgot his name. <laughs> Which, Leo Rush, that's right. Which, by the oh, yeah. way, on their Instagram, there was a, well, it was like a week ago or so, they went to Cirque du Soleil in Orlando, and they were like, hey, we're, we're WWE superstars, and we're training with Cirque du Soleil. Every fucking video with Leo Rush in it, he looks upset and like he's done something wrong. So, damn, that locker room works fast. Boom. But, like. Ellsworth had the best send-off of all time of just getting the shit kicked out of him on, Mm -hmm. like, five different shows in a row. And not just, like, a normal shit kickery. This was, like, the Nexus destroying people level of shit kickery. I mean, every show, he would get get beaten by a different member of the women's roster, and it was wonderful. My personal favorite was when Becky stunnered him. Oh no, I I liked uh, the little Becky Mr. Sacco that she had that one night that had the little tuft of orange hair uh, on it. Yes. Um I think uh, my favorite part of that though is because she did she went full stone cold. Like she flipped him off beforehand. She kicked yeah. him just like boom, son. He's down. He's di- I I guess when it comes down to it, once you get to the point of dressing someone up like a dog, yeah. Then I their time with the company is finished. I think that's a good good cornerstone to know if somebody's about to get released. So Dolph, watch your back. He comes up next week dressed as junkyard dog. We're like close enough, he's fucking gone. Um speaking of uh people on the European tour or people who weren't on the European tour, Kevin Owens has now given me a goal for whenever I get married, or of course, uh we did discuss it with Dylan, because Dylan's engaged. Uh, that specifically at his wedding dessert party in Epcot that he's definitely going to have, we have to get Chuck Taylor to show up because Kevin Owens showed up at some random dude's fucking dessert party. And I was like, hell yeah, that's awesome, KO. Hey, when he's got nothing better to do because he got sent home, I'd just be popping around Epcot. Fuck it. Uh Uh-huh. Well, of course, my favorite was the fact that it then led to KO being very nice and professional. It was great meeting you guys. Congrats and good luck. And then, of course, then, hi here, boy, 
voices in my head, they talk to me, I'll shit on you. Hey, fuck <laughs> KO. Hey, uh, fuck KO. I'm going to let you get finished with like the summary of what happened, because I've got some things to say about this boy. Well, RKO came in out of nowhere. Of course he stopped by. It was a dessert party! Five dessert emojis, and what I can only imagine if we could see Randy Orton shaking his arms going, Waka Waka! At <laughs> 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 which point, KO, in the most succinct reply, just says, You vape. The end. <laughs> you vape. And then, uh, of course, RKO can't stop. I actually quit vaping this European tour, but you actually wouldn't know that because you ain't here. Which, mm-hmm. good burn. It's a good one. Uh, um, KO then replies, I actually haven't read this one. I got so excited for a second, I thought you said you had quit the company. Congrats on quitting vaping, though. That's great. <laughs> Smiley emoji. And then, by the way, that's the best comeback you've blown in years. Yep. Jesus. I will say, like, it, Owen should have let, like, let that sleeping dog lie. Um, because it was not the best comeback, but also, like... What, the U-Vape comeback? No, no, the last one. Oh, like, yeah. It's like, ah, I get it, but, like, sometimes you just need to let that sit. But, like, everybody talking, like, on the forums or on Reddit is like, Randy's such a fucking Twitter god, man. I could never hope to live up to that. And I'm like, dude, it's not a huge deal. Yeah, I like, mean, KO is equally a good Twitter god. Like, the yeah. thing with Randy is Randy is just upset and needs somewhere to be a heel. So he just decided to be a heel on uh, be a heel on social media instead. That is what um, happens when you, get, when you are basically, like, when you can only be a, a, when you're only good when you're a heel. That's kind of Randy. Yeah. Randy. Like, Randy. <laughs> Like, he is definitely at his best when he's a heel, but, like, yeah. he is the most boring thing when he's a face, because mm-hmm. Randy is just not a face. Although, I will say, on Tuesday night, there were several people from the Raw roster, the Raw men's team, that were there, and there were two people from the SmackDown roster that did not show up to save their brethren. Um, one Jonathan Cena, and one Randall Keith Orton. And well, I can only assume that Randall Keith Orton was out back with a huge wad of cotton in his <laughs> mouth, ripping it. Oh, Randy Orton confirmed for fifth member of VWO. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, John, you could be like, they're saving John for the pay-per-view. They're saving mm-hmm. his return. Randy, however, you just out getting that sick cotton. Oh, <laughs> uh, and you know where else you can get some sick cotton, Blake Tanner? <laughs> Way that bud. In the, in the form of some sick cotton t-shirts over yeah. at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com is the only website where you can get the official merchandise for all your favorite BS Network shows. Whether that be uh, a load of BS, me and Blake's other show, that's probably going to be me and him just talking about hornets. Or, um, uh, oh yeah, it's the ultimate battle, a load of bees versus a load of hornets. Or, of course, you can get merchandise for the Fight Boys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Get your official uh, Dust Watch 2017 shirt. Or, as soon as I make it, the um, the Barista Undertaker shirt. Uh, and then, of course, we do have shirts for all your favorite JWF superstars available over there. Get shirts for your uh, the VWO. Get shirts for uh, your favorite tag team in the entire world. Of course, the BS, Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore. And we do have shirts for Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore separately as well. So, if you would like to show your allegiance to the B or or the yes, you may only over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com in that fight boy section, which means, Blake, it's time. It's time to make some predictions, my boy. Predicatons. Predicatons. Ahead of, uh, well, firstly, what's easily going to be the greatest JWF pay-per-view of all time, Los Trios Tango. And then <laughs> Los Trios Tango. But also Survivor Series, I guess, or whatever, is is happening. And uh, we actually had a very long first segment. So let's, like, I don't want to speed round it. We do have uh, Dylan's predictions, so those are fine and in the in the books. I think it'll be easy to easy to get through this a little bit quickly. Yeah, Enzo versus Kalisto. Enzo. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that Enzo. I'm thinking that Enzo. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, because apparently Neville's supposed to return, and hey, if if I want Enzo to drop it to anybody, I want the cr- king of the cruiserweights to get it. I do. We didn't get to talk about that, but yeah, since there have been like positive talks with him, um, yeah. I think d- never has have I seen somebody walking out on the company have such positive um, outcomes for them, which is really interesting how much well, they like Neville. I was going to say, to be fair, however, CM Punk walking out on the company did mean we got a Daniel Bryan... Universal Championship win at WrestleMania. I'm just saying. Definitely wasn't Universal Championship back then. You've been out of the game too long, boy. I was there, motherfucker. <laughs> Don't even. Um, Alright, so yeah, we both got Enzo for that one. Um, Raw Women's uh, Champion... Dylan had Enzo too, by the way. Okay. Uh, women's Champion Alexa Bliss versus Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. New Women's Champion. Yeah. Can I just say... This pay-per-view, more than else, has, like, made SmackDown be like, wow, our champions are kind of shitty, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably need to change that before the pay-per-view. How many weeks have we got? Two? Well, we don't want to do it all on one show. Let's spread them out a little bit. Yep. Um, like, before before this match, I was 100% bliss. Yeah. But now I'm... Almost positive it's going to be Charlotte. Yeah, especially after all of the Rick stuff mm-hmm. that's gone down. It's just good press. I will say, though, there is a very high chance of a Carmella cash-in. Yeah, high chance of Carmella cash-in. I'm going to say uh, I'm gonna say Alexa. I'm going to say Alexa and then a Carmella cash-in. All right, I'm with Charlotte and a Carmella cash-in. Okay, okay. Um, then, of course... And what is, it's both a match that seems like a dream match until you actually read it out loud. The Shield versus The New Day. I am so hyped for this match. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh no, I'm very hyped for it, but it's not, it does, like, Shield versus the Wyatt family, for me, like, had that big, like... Like, the crowd was chanting, this is awesome, before it began, and it made sense. This, to me, is, like, really weird as a combo. Like, if the New Day were heels, hell yes, this would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But Babyface New Day is a little bit weird. Well, I think just in the fact that it's Survivor Series and the fact that they've been doing this for... In the context of Survivor Series, New Day are the heels. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And I th- they've been really they've been really playing that up. And I I'm think gonna, like I'm gonna say Shield though. I, I mean, yeah. there's no. Oh, I'm a hundred percent Shield. Uh huh. Dylan had Shield too, right? Uh, let me check. I'm. I think so. Uh, all right. While you check on that, uh, the Miz versus Baroni Corboni. <laughs> Oh, I'm so down with this match because somebody is going to be calling our brunch boy daddy. Daddy. Dad. Um, no. Fuck you. I have to stay with my boy, The Miz. I love The Miz. I love The Miz, too, but I that doesn't mean that I don't think he's going to lose. Uh... Corboni, though. I hate Corboni. Never never has there been a wrestler who I have such mixed feelings about between how I treat them in JWF and how I treat them on the main roster. JWF, I love Brunch Boy, but actual uh, Baron Corbin can go fuck himself. I am 100% behind Baron Corbin. I love mostly everything he does even like i i i'm still baffled by the way that you treat his like you're gonna be calling me daddy promo because i thought it was wonderful it made me feel like slime entered my body through every orifice exactly he's really good at it it's not it's still not that means i'm i'm accepting what he's doing i my body is responding to this gross chin beard of a human it's just being like oh god yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Well, no, no, it's astounding that Baron Corbin, how much Baron Corbin hates the internet's response to him when Baron Corbin looks like the majority of people on the internet who may talk shit about him. He just looks like if they went to the gym for once. <laughs> I think I think that this man knows exactly what he's doing every time he does it. I think Corbin is one of the most underrated uh, most underrated in, like, his talking. 
uh, on uh, this show at least. And and Miz, I'm I'm sorry, Miz. I have to. Um, yes, Miz. Uh, no, Baron Corbin, all the way. I'm gonna be the odd sheep out this time. Oh, did uh, Dylan have Miz as well? Dylan had Miz as well. Uh, uh well, in what is going to be uh, an easy pick, Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. Now, I will say, I will say, I would love to see AJ Styles win. AJ Styles is not winning. <laughs> not gonna happen. It's just not. No matter what, it's yeah. not. I'm not gonna try to. And you know what? The fact that we all pick Brock just means that this is either gonna be. You know, it's not gonna really affect the predictions. Yeah, yeah. Because we're all picking uh, Brock. Yeah, I mean they gotta keep that boy, keep that boy polished up for that. Da-da, WrestleMania. Um, and then and what? What was a move where they went, uh, we need shittier champions than the one we have? Raw, who of course now have Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Usos. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you were talking about the Usos for a second, and I was about to come down hard. No, it ain't. It ain't paranoia, son. It's the Usos. This is some day one ish. Day one is H. Uh, dude, I got Usos all day. I'm Usos, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm feeling it. Now, I- I've got a question, because I did not watch SmackDown. So we both have Usos on that. Okay. Dylan has uh, Usos as well. So, <laughs> Yeah, a- another non-affecting one. Um, On the Wikipedia page, so I always look on the wiki page, so take this with a grain of salt. Is there not a fifth member of Team SmackDown on the women's side yet? Because right now it's reading Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Asuka, Sasha Banks, and Bailey versus Becky Lynch, Carmella, Naomi, Tamina, and to be announced, parenthesis, with Lana. So they basically said, fuck off, Lana. Oh, wait, no, it's it's supposed to be Natty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because Natty and Charlotte basically switched. Okay, so it, it made, Wiki still says not to be A, but I think it's Natty. Um, part of me says, well, I mean, all of me says Team Raw because of one name and one name only, and that's Asuka. Yep. But I have a theory. Okay, I want to hear your theory, then I'll tell you who I've already picked in my mind. Team SmackDown, knowing that Asuka will fucking kill them track down and beat the shit out of Asuka backstage. Or no, like, Asuka is found knocked out backstage, which leads to a big who beat up Asuka thing. And then it's eventually revealed it's probably, like, I don't know, whoever women's champion is at that time. And that's how you get the belt on Asuka. Um, And then bringing in their replacement is the newly single Paige... And so now you actually have even stakes on both teams, and you don't have this. It's obviously Raw, because Raska. 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 Uh, I'll give you that. Um, I'm still going with Team Raw. Yeah, it's just so enticing, isn't it? Because yeah. even if you do replace her with Paige, like, and you have the pages here. Yeah. Like, Although... Yeah. I'm really, I'm really iffy on like how that's affected my choice for the men's because, well, let's just get to like the men's Survivor Series match. Yeah, so because... all three of us had Raw, and, and like it's just the, it's. I mean, I'm sure you're on the same mindset as me, which is if Raw wins the the women's, Raw can't win the men's. Right, but because... I think. I think that Raw's going to win the men's. I think Raw needs to win. Firstly, if you look at the storyline playing up to it, Raw needs to win the men's because SmackDown has been making Raw look like a bitch for, like, all of the times. But... Mm. I think... But John Cena, though. John John Cena, Cena. though. But... Okay, let me hit you with this, because this is my prediction for the Men's Survivor Series match. Team Raw wins because of interference from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who are doing Uh, nothing. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, Mm -hmm. SmackDown is going to have interference from 
And then John Cena joins them like an NWO Hulk Hogan turn. Oh, fuck. And what is now the worst NWO uh, assembly of all time. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think SmackDown is going to lose. I, I've got to give it to Raw. Which uh, every ounce of my life, this isn't this isn't hurting me as a wrestling fan or as a wrestling booger. This is hurting me as a person with OCD, yeah. who's yeah, just like, oh no, that's not even. That's not even. It needs to be even. But it, uh, yeah. Although I've given more um, more SmackDown wins overall because I pick because I picked Charlotte. Corbin and Usos to win their respective matches, so I feel better. <laughs> You're like, at least that kind of evens up. I'm just, I'm just screwed no matter what. So you know, you you have picked almost exclusively Raw. Oh my God! Hold on, let me look. Yeah, everything yep. but the Usos. Every, yeah, it ain't, it ain't paranoia, boy. It's the Usos. Well, if the pay per view goes out like I want it to, apparently SmackDown is gonna be Raw's bitch for the next year. Yo, like shit. if they try anything, they're gonna be like, yeah, but you remember Survivor Series though, dog? It was kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, oh shit! Fuck. Yeah. You know what? I'm doing it. I'm yep. making my I'm making my one change. I'm making my way downtown. <laughs> I, I'm changing Team Raw women's to Team SmackDown women's for the victory. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. I'm gonna do it, led by the new women's champion Carmella. Um, I'm not. Get, I won't blame you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I, I have to do something. Like I, it's. I'm stammering at this point. It's late and I'm confused. Uh, but you know what? I'm not confused about Blake Tanner. Well, first, I would say that means that there are three matches that are basically hinging on who win, who who comes in second place and who loses between yeah. us now. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, but, well, uh, fuck it, patreon.com slash fightboys, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash fightboys is the website where you can help give back to these good fightboys right here, it's basically a monthly subscription service of, of a donation, you can donate a dollar, five dollars, however much you want to give, but of course we do have perks over there for you all relating to that amazing Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization, the J. WF for just $1, ladies and gentlemen, $1 a month. We will bring you into the JWF. You will be a JWF superstar. Your name will be said. You'll have a character, and you will promptly be jobbed out in about five seconds to Canada Charlie or something. Uh, Oh, boy, you know it, brother! (laughs) But, of course, if you want to go beyond that, if you want to be like Scott Moore, Guy Fieri, all the greats, if you want to be that JWF mid-carder you know you can be, just donate $5. We'll throw you in storylines, give you a run for the belt, give you whatever you want. But, of course, if you want to go beyond that, if you want to be an all-star, if you want to be holding that gold that everyone aspires to hold... Donate $30 over at patreon.com slash fightboys, ladies and gentlemen, and you will be a JWF champion. We don't know how, we don't know when, we don't know in what way, but we will make you a champion. But that's only available, ladies and gentlemen, if you go donate over at patreon.com slash fightboys. Boys is spelled with a Z, which means Blake Tanner. It is now time! It is Time for that amazing, fantastic, the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world in Birmingham, Alabama. It's time for the JWF and the Go Home Show, ladies and gentlemen, to one of the biggest JWF pay-per-views of all year. Los Trios Tangos, with, of course, two fantastic Los Trios Tangos matches announced which uh, they're very similar to Survivor Series matches, but, you know, with three people. And I'm not saying that's because of WWE 2K17's uh, limitations, but it might be. But, of course, Blake, as we know, these matches may be changing the landscape of the JWF forever. Every match on this card, we, of course, have Momoa Curry taking on the Dillon in a retirement match. We could possibly lose the Dillon from the company forever. Or, of course, a JWF legend in the form of Momoa Curry may have to retire, which I know I know that's something I, I would never want to see. Such a legend have to go away. It would really, it, it would really break my heart to, 
see the end of Momoa Curry in such a way. But then again, if there's one person that has proven that he can do it, it is the Dylan. That's right. And then, of course, we do have uh, we've got the match where the VWO are taking on the uh, I guess the team known as the BSS right now, the team of Blake Tanner, the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, uh, Scotty Moore and Scott Moore, Scott Moore, the uh, father of Scotty Moore, who returned last week to much fanfare uh, to uh, to help the to help his son take on the VWO. And what was an absolutely fantastic addition, in my opinion. And in that match. The winners become champions. They will become the tag champions, the world heavyweight champions, and the loser leaves forever. We could lose the VWO, or we could lose Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, Scott Moore. We could lose some of the greatest names in this company. It is going to shift the landscape this Sunday at Los Trios Tangos. But, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we also have a match for the uh, basically fighting for the JWF itself. Because in recent weeks, uh, the, uh, the WWE have unfortunately invaded. As Paul Heyman has been sent, and in his words, as the most violent form of cease and desist, bringing both Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman at his side to destroy the JWF. And they have been challenged to a Los Trios Tangos matches by, I guess, they could be the, the generals of the JWF, the captains almost of the JWF, Guy Fieri, Brunch Boy Baron Corbin, and Rat Boy Connor, the king of the Rat Babies, joining him last, last week. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, uh, now, uh, Blake, you've seen these men in action before. How do you think they would actually fare against these beasts? Well, I will say that... Um... These men that definitely have um, a great amount of uh, teamwork. They have a lot of experience working together, which is probably something that these beasts don't have as much experience with, but they've also got raw power. Raw, like, it would take, uh, I would say, a miracle to defeat the beasts. I will say that, and it looks like Team JWF are in the ring right now, and I think they have a question for the uh, WWE before Los Trios Tangos. Let's have a listen. Last week, we did something that no one said we could ever do. Last week, we stepped into this ring and we slayed the beasts. We chopped down their beanstalk and saw them fall from grace. Oh, so quickly, because we are the J. WF. We may not have the numbers or the money that the WWE have, but we've got something they'll never have. Brotherhood. We stand together as one, and we will fight until we fall, which leads me to ask, who's your brother, WWE? Yeah, because you know the king of the rap babies here, Connor. I noticed something last week. I noticed that there's only two of you babies, and well, you know, they say it takes three to tango. So who's it gonna be, huh? Because you two clearly can't handle us on your own. We whooped that ass last week. So who are you going to call in? Cena? Oh, how about that punk AJ Styles? Oh, oh, maybe. Maybe you can go get a shovel and dig up The Undertaker out of retirement and bring him in. Or how about The Miz? I mean, I'm already kicking his ass at Survivor Series. Might as well get an early start at Los Trios Tangos. Because WWE... It doesn't matter who you bring, and it doesn't matter how many of them you bring, because any amalgamation of superstars you want to throw together, they'll be powerless once they step into the ring with the brunch boy himself. So if you... Oh my god! Ladies and gentlemen, the beasts of the WWE are here, and they are assaulting Team JWF, putting the boots to them. This is absolutely horrifying to watch. Braun Strowman picking up the famed rat boy Connor, hitting a big running power slam, and oh my god, the strength of Brock Lesnar as he picks up Guy Fieri and hits a massive F5 on him. The the men of the JWF are laying wounded, ladies and gentlemen, and it looks like Paul Heyman, and it looks like Paul Heyman is coming in the ring laughing, admiring the handiwork of his beast, and it looks like he's got something to say. So, you want to know who we got? Does everybody here want to know who the third member of Team WWE is? 
than watch the damn pay-per-view. Oh my god, and Braun and Brock... Oh my god, and Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar have both picked up brunch boy Baron Corbin on their shoulders. Oh my god! Tossing him like a lawn dart out of the ring and directly into the announce table. The announce table is shattered, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe this. It is destruction all around, ladies and gentlemen, and who knows what destruction comes ahead. Who knows what the third man of WWE is going to be. I mean, Blake, do you have any idea? Who could it possibly be? <laughs> Something short of, um, gosh, I don't know. It could be anybody. Yeah, absolutely terrifying, ladies and gentlemen. It could. It's going to absolutely destroy. It could absolutely destroy these men this Sunday. But someone whose career may be destroyed this Sunday is a man by the name of Momoa Curry, a man who has <laughs> been in the JWF for 25 years years an absolutely landmark career one of the longest reigning jwf champions in history and of course as we heard last week he was challenged to a retirement match by the the brash abrasive man known as the dylan uh but like you were saying earlier blake i think if anyone was going to be able to put down momoa curry who is willing to bear the brunt of the blame of being told that he ended that career, I think Dylan would be able to take it. What do you think? Oh, yes. Dylan Dylan has come in with a singular mindset, and that is to end the career of Momoa Curry. He, he wants to prove to the world, to the JWF, to everybody that he is truly a legend, that he deserves better than the JWF in his mind. And he's going to do that by destroying Momoa Curry. Exactly. At least that's what he Momo- says. Exactly, and Momoa Curry has a lot of thoughts about that. He's had a lot of thoughts about his long career. And one of the top JWF commentators, Silver Spoon, actually sat down with him earlier today for a in-depth interview about his career ahead of his match this Sunday. Let's go have a listen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this interview. I am your host, as always, Silver Spoon, and I am joined this week by the man who many people, he, they call him the, uh, the god of, uh, 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 god of law. God of the sea and God of the JWF. <laughs> Thank you, Momoa. I'm joined by the God of the JWF himself, Momoa Curry. Now, Momoa, you have an absolutely amazing match coming up this Sunday against the Dylan, a man who you've admittedly never pinned in a JWF ring before. Now, uh, keeping all this in mind, what allowed you to uh, what allowed you to make this a retirement match to allow this? to possibly be the end of your career. Well, to be fair, when Dylan pinned me, I was a different man. I was arrogant, egotistical. I deserved to be tossed off of my pedestal, and I was more than happy to let Dylan do that as I was letting mistakes, small mistakes, be my downfall. And to the JWF universe, I want to apologize for who I was. But I want them to know I'm back. The true god of the JWF. And I want Dylan to know that I'm back as well. And that I'm getting back that W that he stole from me all those years ago. And it's going to lead to destruction for him. Well, of course. Now, as we all know, 25 years ago, you made your debut as at... Oh, well, of course. Now, uh, as we all know, 25 years ago, you made your debut at Los Trios Tangos in a traditional three-on-three tangos match. Now, with all this experience under your belt, do you have any advice for the teams competing in those matches this Sunday? You see, many people think Los Trios Tangos is a battle of power. It's whose team has the most power, the most energy, the most ability to take down the most men. But it's not. Los Trios Tangos is a battle about family. It's a battle about brotherhood. It's a battle of attrition as two sides try their damnedest just to wear down the other team. This is not a sprint. It is a marathon. And those boys this Sunday, they need to remember that. Ah, wise words that I'm sure the teams this Sunday will take into account, but of course... They may be some of the last wise words you get to impart upon the JWF audience ahead of this match this Sunday. Now, 
I, I don't want to put the cart ahead of the horse, but do you have any parting words for the JWF? No. I have no parting words because Momoa Curry is not parting with the JWF. No, Momoa Curry is going to change the JWF by getting rid of the Dylan. Do you honestly think for a second I would put my career on the line if I didn't know for a fact that I could defeat Dylan? No, because this Sunday, Dylan is going to walk through the ropes and face a god. He is going to witness the wrath of myself in the spirit of every JWF fan in that arena coming down upon him with the furious rage of a thousand burning souls. And by the end, he will wish that he never uttered my name in the first place. And he will bow down to the god of law, god of the sea, and the god of the JWF. F. Momoa Curry. Absolutely astounding interview from Momoa. I mean, when he actually lays it out, everything that he's been through, everything that he struggled for, the fact that, I I mean, I I don't want to get riled up, but the fact that it could be ended by a man like the Dylan, a man, it's through hubris, it's through egotism, it's not through a respect for the career. It's for a disrespect of Momoa Curry and the entire JWF. I mean, I, I, I just have to pray that Momoa Curry comes out and he fights this Sunday and he fights hard. I just have to say that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that brings us, ladies and gentlemen, onto our main event of the evening, uh, something that actually has uh, Los Trios Tango's implications because... Ladies and gentlemen, the entire VWO are going to be in the ring against the BS boys with the exception of one man, Clint Clouds, a man who actually put Scott Moore in the hospital not months ago, breaking Scott's back, having, forcing him to have complete reconstructive surgery on his back. And uh, Clint Clouds would normally be at ringside for a match like this, and Clint could be argued as one of the turning points for many of the VWO victories in the past. And I think the BS boys, Captain Tibbs, they're trying to put an end to it with this match as Scott Moore takes on Clint Clouds once again. And if uh, Scott wins, then Clint will be banned from ringside, actually giving the BS an advantage this Sunday. Uh, Scott coming out to the ring. Now, if you're Scott Moore, if you're a man who Clint Clouds has broken before, a man who, who Clint Clouds has literally destroyed, how would you feel going into a match like this? Well, normally I would be, uh, I'd be very cautious, but um, of course Scott Moore, who has had that surgically repaired and replaced back of his, he's he's been moving like a new man. He's like something that we we haven't seen in years. Exactly, and I think Clint Clouds no, Clint Clouds knows that as he walks out to the ring, he looks a little bit hesitant. Of course, last week Clint Clouds feeling the full brunt of this newly reinvigorated Scott Moore as Scott absolutely demolished Clint backstage. And it looks like the match is about to... Oh, wait! Well, I thought thought this was just going to be a simple one-on-one match, but it looks like Griffin Clouds, the uh, the son of Clint Clouds, has run down to the ring attempting to distract Scott Moore. Just some old uh, mind games from the VWO as always. Oh, but wait! Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there it is, the music of the BS, the team of the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore, hitting the ring and taking out Griffin Clouds, kind of evening the odds. Putting Griffin, oh my God, putting him through the announce table with a big pop of power bomb of their own. Oh, and looking in the ring, it looks like Scott's about to try to hit Clint with a pop of power bomb of his own, but Clint manages to fight his way out, dropping to the side, trying to roll out of the ring. I think Clint is afraid in this moment, ladies and gentlemen. All right, and it looks like Clint's walking up the ramp trying to leave, but oh, those BS boys are at it again, stopping him. And it looks like I think Clint's more afraid of the BS than he would be of Scott Moore backing up. And Scott grabs him, tossing him into the metal guardrail and throwing him into the ring. Oh, but it looks like, oh no, Griffin Clouds, he's crawling, like absolutely in pain, crawling out of the rubble of that announce table, grabbing a chair and tossing it into the ring. And, oh no, oh, it looks like he's trying to distract Shibata. Oh, our faithful Raspberry Shibby. I mean, I'll tell you something, Blake, he is... 
one of the best refs you'll ever see, but he gets just distracted far too easily, especially in matches with the VWO. Uh, very much so. Uh, although I think it's very interesting to see that the shoe is on the other foot for the VWO in, in this moment. They, they haven't been outnumbered like this uh, in any memory of mine. Exactly, and it looks like that chair. Clint's going to grab that chair as Griffin distracts Shibata, but oh my god! Scott Moore has stomped on that chair saying no. He refuses to let Clint grab that chair. He wants this match to be pure. Clint has to win his way out of this match, and Clint is on... Oh my God, I don't think we'd ever see something like this. Clint Cloud's a veteran of the business. He is on his knees begging for forgiveness as Scott Moore picks up that chair, holding it high above his head. Oh, and looks like Clint's actually got his hands up. It's begging off. I, I don't think I would have ever expected this from Clint Clouds. It's absolutely astounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see a man move like that very often at his age. All right. Oh, and it looks like Scott's actually obliging. He tosses the chair to the side. Clint smiling. I think Clint has gotten that forgiveness from Scott. Oh my god! Well, I was gonna say I thought he did, but a big shining wizard to the side of Clint's head sends Clint to a near fall, but oh! And Griffin pulls Shibata out of the ring right before that three count happens. Let me tell you something. This match would be over, ladies and gentlemen, if it were not for Griffin Clouds. Oh, and Shibata doesn't look happy about it. Berating, berating Griffin, and it looks like he's about to toss out, kick out Griffin, but Oh, and it looks like the BS have walked over smiling at Shibby. And I, oh, looks like they're saying, looks like BS are saying they got it. As Shibby runs back into the ring and Blake and Scotty start putting their boots against Griffin Clouds' head. Like you were saying, that numbers game is getting up to Griffin Clouds. Mm -hmm. And Scotty hits a, it looks like Scotty hits a big SMG on to Griffin Clouds, sending him to the ground. And Blake hits that big boot stomping down onto Griffin's head, the move that actually won him the JWF World Heavyweight Championship from Griffin himself. Oh my God, and in the ring, it looks like Scott Moore is calling for that big pop of powerbomb, tosses Clinton to the ropes, and nails it. Goes for the pin, one, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, he has done it. Scott Moore has defeated Clint Clouds, one of the demons of his past, has been exercised as Clint Clouds is banned from ringside this Sunday. And it looks like the three men are in the ring celebrating right now. But oh my god, the celebration looks like it's not lasting long as Justin and Travis, the other members of the VWO, the other children of Clint Clouds, hit the ring and start putting their boots against Scott Moore, destroying him. BS trying to grab and pull him off, but Griffin comes to his senses, running in, joining the fight. Looks like the VWO are taking on the BSS. Ladies and gentlemen, we are getting a preview of Los Trios Tangos right here tonight on JWF War. This is absolutely astounding. But of course, like we've said before, the VWO, they are brothers. They are not just some men thrown together. They are family. And it looks like that family is helping destroy the BS boys right now. Oh my God, and it looks like Looks like on the outside, the, they're actually pulling up the protective padding on the concrete, revealing that that hard, hard floor underneath. And oh, a big vaping boot from Travis puts Scotty, put Scotty Moore to the ground. And oh my God, looks like Griffin has actually grabbed Blake and taken him to the outside, picking him up, positioned him for that under vapor. Oh my God, right on the concrete floor. And Justin dives off of the ropes. And oh! A big double under vapor takes out Blake Tanner just ahead of this amazing match. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what's going to happen this Sunday. Now, I was going to say with, with Clint Clouds gone, the, the odds may be in the favor of the BS boys, but after this vicious assault on Blake Tanner, on Scotty Moore, on Scott Moore, I think the VWA may have evened the odds once again because there's no way after that under vapor Blake Tanner is going to be coming into this match in one piece. Maybe not. We'll have to see. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And, but the only way you'll see, ladies and gentlemen, is this weekend on the official BS Network YouTube channel. It is Los Trios Tangos. Make sure to tune in and check out as the VWO take on the BS. Check out Momoa Curry, possibly in his last match ever against the Dillon. And, of course, make sure to tune in as the JWF is defended in a gigantic landmark match against the WWE, but that is this weekend at Los Trios Tangos, and who knows what's going to happen next week on JWF 
Monday Night War. So, Blake Tanner, what did you learn this week? Um, I learned never, you never go on top of the bathroom structure. <laughs> I never go on that bathroom structure. And I learned that you were, you will roast in peace. Uh, so, uh, Blake Tanner, where can they find you? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Video on YouTube, Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. I haven't done anything in a while there, but my friends BJ and Scotty keep up. Or BJ and Josh, rather. You're Scotty. <laughs> BJ and Josh, they do a lot of uh, normal series and stuff on there, and it's yeah. really good, so give it a watch if you like I'm the one. I, I'm the one who keeps up the other YouTube channel you're on, Blake. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, that good old BS Network. YouTube channel, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you're actually watching this on right now. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, as always, at ScottyMo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Make sure to check out my books on Amazon. I've got the Quizzle Corp series of books. That's called Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. Make sure to check out this podcast and all the other amazing BS Network podcasts over at a load of pure bs.com we've got this stuff we have a load of bs we've got opposite attractions my theme park show and then of course we have all the fantastic youtube stuff we do like fallout boys where me and blake just god we wrecked fallout man it's really rough it was fun but yeah but it was fun though uh it makes sure as always ladies and gentlemen if you are in the giving mood this giving season to uh support the bs network in our extra life drive over at bit.ly slash bs vs cancer that's bs versus cancer we're trying to break four digits this year we're gonna do it though i believe in us people but we need your help to help raise money for the children's hospital of pittsburgh or, of course, the same hospital that Connor's Cure gives to, which is why we donate to it, because we're like, we're our own baby Connor's Cure. Uh, make sure, if you are watching on YouTube, to like, comment, subscribe, do all that goodness, ring the notification bell, so every time we put out a video, you guys will be notified about it. If you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, make sure to subscribe there, and then, of course, leave a review. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you possibly didn't like. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. And remember, you can find us all on Twitter at Fight Boys Show. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.